big swig of beer, make my voice nice and velvety. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Duffman. Duffman has got a podcast <laughs> about an unknown sport in the US. Tommy Ball. Sorry. This is great for branding. <laughs> Hit me. Daddy. <laughs> Welcome to the Fernando Alonso podcast, the podcast that, like Fernando Alonso, is finally free. Run, Fernando, run, run! I'm Joe Malloy. <laughs> I'm Real McDonald. <laughs> He's done it. He's made it. A whole season. Oh, but he looked so sad today. He didn't. He looked delighted. Oh. That radio message at the end when he was like, you've got a chance of a point, and Fernando does real snarky. I have 1,800 points. Get lost. I've got it, man. I didn't know he was Russian all of a sudden. I don't know. I can't do Spanish, apparently. Mm, clearly. Busy couple of weeks before we get to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. The final Grand Prix of the season. Aww. Aww. Let's check out the old agenda. Do, 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 do. I don't know. I, mean, I assumed you'd stick in some music there. Oh, okay. You, you just... like sticking in music. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm not going to do it now. No, I know. Kick off with a more serious note. There was a absolutely massive crash in Macau. Um, involving two Formula 3 drivers, most notably Sophia Flourish. I, I, I'm not going to pretend that I know how Have to pronounce German. Have confidence. I Sure. <laughs> she certainly did. <laughs> and that didn't work out so well for her. Too soon. Um, yeah, it is too soon. Oh, just... 180 miles an hour into a wall. Crazy. Into worse than a wall, but yeah. It kind of uh, into into a catch fence and then yeah. into a wall. Yeah, it was um, a very... Incredible that she survived. A lot of luck involved. Yeah. And also... Let's, let's, let's be fair. A lot of luck that all the safety systems that were put in place all functioned and were built for what happened. Yeah. Like, a strong as hell chassis, fair play, but also there was a decent amount of luck involved in, in mm-hmm. both. Yeah, it's, it's just a huge incident. Yeah. The catch fence, brilliant idea. The hut in which the photographers were in, absolutely crucial because otherwise they I mean whatever about the driver they would certainly have been killed without the, the protection of the hut amazing that only five injuries hers being the most serious a spinal injury but surgery and she's moving like all her and she's fully she has full motion or not full motion but she oh, she hasn't lost motion despite a spinal injury yeah madness L- lumbar uh, spinal fracture luckily enough the cord was intact so she should be all G eventually. That was medical speak for yes. those of you who recognize that. Yeah, um, that was incredible. And then there were, what, four other injuries. There was a couple of, there two, was a broken jaw. Yeah, and there were two marshals, two, two photographers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also the other driver. No, no, it was one marshal, two Sorry. photographers and the other yeah. driver. But anyway, um, the marshal had some um, liver injury, I think. And the other two, some internal injuries, but like fine. All walked away. Amazingly. Yeah. Yes, wishing her the absolute best and a quick recovery. Fair play to absolutely everyone involved. The track marshals doing an incredible job to help out their fellow marshals and also the driver. And all the medical staff. Really top-notch job. And also Delara from building a great chassis. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> not so great brakes, though. <laughs> Probably working the brakes. That's... Okay, that's not what happened. It's a little disingenuous of me, I know. Completely disingenuous. When the wheels come off, it's kind of like, what do you want, a drag shoot? Moving on from that, let's do Formula One news. 
first bit of Formula One news, which is pretty not nice, I guess. Haas has launched a formal objection to Force India. What is that objection and what does it mean? Um, I am genuinely asking because I haven't a clue. You sent me this and I said, cool, I'll ask you in the podcast. I think you said Haas or dicks and then you said, <laughs> cool, I'll ask you in the podcast. It's legal stuff, money stuff. Haas wants money, basically. But it's, so you know the, the whole Force India, new Force India, old Force India, let's all have a Force India, Force India thing <laughs> happened. Let's um, all have a Force India. <laughs> so because they're technically a new team, on, according to the rules of I F1. I mean, technically, of course they're new. Racing Point Force India is clearly an entirely new, distinct entity. Yeah, okay, you agree with Haas then. The rules of F1 say that every team needs to build their own car. And uh-huh. the old team built the car for the new team. So therefore they haven't followed the rules. That is one objection. Uh, the other objection is that the way the financial structure of F1 works right now is you have to place in the top 10 the Constructors t- title championship for two years before you receive what's called column one payment. And Force India have done that. Old Force India have done that, obviously. But New Force India are a new team, so they haven't finished anywhere last two years. So therefore, they shouldn't be due that column one payment, which is worth a heap of millions of millions. Mm. But everyone kind of just covering up the cracks for this Old Force India, New Force India, trying to make them look like the same team. The FIA basically swept all this under the rug and Haas aren't particularly happy because they're the latest new team who weren't eligible for that for the first two years right okay so by the letter of the law to be honest Haas are completely correct in raising this and saying here lads what Haas just want money Haas feels so hard done by because they Force India are a new team getting paid way more money and getting way more incentive than Haas did for the first two years Um, what's your opinion of that my opinion is that this is a this seems like it's a small part of a much bigger problem. Can you guess what the much bigger problem is? Mm. Formula One costs too damn much. <laughs> Lewis showed up for free practice one with a shiny number one on the front of his car. And that was it. That was, He never showed it again. Um, strange. Am, I, am I right in saying number one is reserved for the driver champion? Yes, number one every year is reserved for the champion of the previous year. Okay. And they can decide whether to use it or not themselves. Right, fair enough. Uh, and no one has used it since this has been the case. Because it's always been either... It's, it's, either, a, it's, a, it's a little... Uh, it's always been Lewis or Nico retired, so... Yeah, fair enough. It seems like a bit of a arrogant move, or, or like... Kind of, yeah. Or like assuming too much. It's gotten that impression. Like, yeah. it used to be, like, because when the drivers didn't pick their, pick their numbers, it was... They were given it. The first team was one and two. Okay. Which was always a touchy issue with Mark Webber being number two. Huh. But, um, yeah, then whenever they gave the drivers their own numbers, they said, the driver who wins it gets the choice, and no one's picked it yet. So I, I don't think... I, like, it's kind of gotten that stigma now slowly over a few years. Hmm. Purely, Lewis has given it that stigma, basically. Interesting. By not picking it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, and are, is that the only number that's assigned now? Number one? Everything else is overall? Uh, uh, Jules Bianchi number was retired. Oh, what was his number? Jules Bianchi. 17. Right. So you can't pick number 17, you can't pick number one. Let's wade into the mire that we have been haunted by all year. The driver market! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Cheer with me, Rian. Yay! <laughs> okay, we finally got a conf- confirmation. Confirmation? <laughs> we finally got a confirmation. You speaking in Polish or something? Indeed. In honor of 
in honor of Robbie Kay. We finally got a confirmation out of Williams. Robert Kubica, you're coming back. Yay. Want to say anything? He said it wouldn't happen. And yeah, because no one thought it would happen. But um, thanks to some uh, suspicious Russian activities and um, Mercedes not wanting to spend a whole lot of money, it has happened. Okay. And also Robbie K found a few extra sponsors to bump up a few million. Good job, Robbie. So yeah, now he's... Why would you not want to sponsor Robert Kubica? Uh, he seems like just gold dust to sponsor. Like he's he's such a he's such a good story to have yeah, exactly. on your brand. Yeah, like great driver injured came back from adversity. Here I am fighting from the back of the grid, and I'm going to do everything I can. I don't care if you get like twentieth place every time next year. I want to be on your on your overalls. Say more. <laughs> I also want to sponsor you. <laughs> um, yeah, like he absolutely should have those sponsors. It's great that he's back. Yeah, and it's going to be tough next year. No, it's going to be And he's going to have George Russell up and coming. Going to be going to be rapid as well. So it's going to be good for Williams. It's going to be an exciting team. It's going to give them a shot in the arm. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And hopefully they'll... they'll they, they have one really exciting up and coming driver and one, I think Very it's fair to call him veteran. Yeah. Um, even though he didn't spend that much time in Formula 1, but veteran of, of race driving and of working his way up. Yeah. Impressive. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be. Hopefully they can give them a car. <laughs> yeah, Tyre Ross is still haven't announced, haven't they? They have not announced for God knows what reason. But everyone is very confident it's gonna be Alexander Albon. Cool. Everyone has been very confident about a lot of things. They are probably waiting just because contract issues because he was already signed for Nissan for Formula E and that complicates things. And of course, the eternal story: Lawrence Stroll is still rich and Lance <laughs> Stroll is still driving. Still hasn't been announced. No, it still hasn't been. He's testing later this week. <laughs> They've literally announced he's testing next week. In, in a Force like, India. In a Force India. But no, he's not driving for no, them. No, no. What, what would make you think that? <laughs> look over there. <laughs> hey, look. It's an obvious distraction. <laughs> look at Sergio Perez. <laughs> and there's Esteban Ocon in the corner crying. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Too soon. He's going to be a reserve driver for Merck and Force India next year. Yeah. So. Yeah, he'll be fine. Hey, did you know there was a race on this weekend? I, I didn't, but <laughs> let's let's avoid it for just a moment longer. Okay. Because before we get to the race, we have to get to pre-practice. And I'm going to contend that there was only one interesting story out of pre-practice. The curb! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for backing me up there. Yeah, big-ass giant curb. It's not that interesting, to be honest. Big ass curb. They said, "Let's make this less big, less big ass." So they made it less big ass, and then it was a small ass curb. It's slightly interesting in that, yeah, they threw in this new curb in the same way that Coda threw in the Verstappen's to try and keep drivers within the racing line because they they'd been exploiting track limits outside of turn twenty, which is really easy to do because you carry more speed and it, it's it's better for you. And if you if everyone does it, then no one gets penalized. Okay. Instead of penalizing you, you can just destroy the underside of your car in this big ass curb, which works unless the underside of the car destroys the big ass curb, which it did it, in free practice one and two. The underside getting... of the car dis- destroyed the curb. Yeah, the curb yeah. was flaking really badly, like yeah. there was a whole pile of concrete dust on the track. By that the was time. only cosmetic, though. Well, it was enough that it uh, made the curb less effective and also made the track impassable. 
Well, I think the main issue was the fact that drivers were literally getting beached where they couldn't touch all four tires on the ground when they were on the curb. That, that was an issue too. Which is like kind of damage cars and stuff. But I mean, but... the the bigger issue to me is, okay, fair enough. If you're getting beached, that's a punishment for you for going wide and you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe it's an extreme punishment, but it's there. The bigger issue is that if you stick to the racing line and you do everything right, you're still getting a whole pile of concrete dust on your tires. So now you're penalizing drivers who haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, well, they they decided to reduce the size of the curb. They basically like sanded it down, like yeah. as far as like for simple terms. Yeah. Uh, so that like people weren't absolutely trampolining on it. Sure, trampolining. Shout, shout out to Danny Fiat. All those to, all those concrete trampolines. It's a deep reference. We'll put that in the show notes. Great, great. Uh, Great reference to Danny Kvyat. Thank you, everyone who understood that. That was no one. Okay, well, thank you. He'll cool. be back next year to explain it yeah, for us. Yeah. Yay. I miss that man. Do you? Ah, he's a lovely chap. Nothing like a good torpedo. Ah, some man. Torpedoes and trampolines. <laughs> the Danny Kvyat story. It's, it's a great, like, album You're writing the autobiography. Yeah, I'm halfway through. There you go. Yeah. Let's get on to qualifying. Q1. Brennan Hartley was fighting reasonably well to get out. He didn't in the end, but he, you know, he gave it a shot, which is more than can be said for him in a number of other sessions this year. Q1 was Q1. Q1 was Q1. Sergey, I qualified Lance. Yay. He did, yeah. Um, sorry, actually, no, one thing that did happen in Q1. Fernando got out of Q1. Fernando got out of Q1. The second thing that happened in Q1, uh, Charles Leclerc had a mega lap. Oh, yeah, because yeah, when it gets dark, the track improves so quick, and he was like setting purple sectors. Yeah, yeah it was kind of like, what? What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. In fairness, sorry, he finished the session with purple sector one, purple sector two, and absolute trash sector three. Yeah. But still got out. Yeah. Q2 was also interesting because tire strats. Hyper, ultra, mega, super, soft, medium, hard, super hard. So it was, it was interesting. Q2 was interesting because you had the hypers versus the ultras who would try and get out mm-hmm. on the ultras, which are less soft than the hypers. I always have to remind myself. Last time we have to talk about that. Yeah. Thank God. Goodness. And the two marks did the ultras. Yeah. I just had to remind myself which one was As did one. both Ferraris. The two Ferraris did the ultras, and Danny Rick just scraped through on the ultras. Uh-huh. And Max had to do the hypers. Max had to do the hypers because he had a mistake on his ultras lap. And then Red Bull claimed that that was the plan because they wanted to split the strategies. Which was cute. Wah, wah. I mean, he ended up on the hypers. But it was a big move from Force India to try to do it on the ultras. I mean, yeah, it, that was, it was ridiculous, but... Apparently they were trying, I heard anyway after, they were trying to do what they did before, which was qualify P11 and 12. Mm-hmm. And they messed it up because Ocon went too fast and Perez went too slow. <laughs> so Perez qualified 14 and Ocon got through to Q3. Not ideal. Damn. (laughs) Hamilton pulled out a crazy fast lap for Q2. I mean, you know, they then topped it in Q3. But for Q2, it was impressively fast. On the ultras, like... Yeah, he was just... Like, he was like seven tenths ahead of Bottas, who was second quickest or something. It was was ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. It was kind of disappointing me for... Getting me ready for disappointment in Q3. Yeah. The other thing was there was also a disappointing lap from Kevin Magnussen just not I don't know Haas didn't seem particularly on the pace yeah K-Mag wasn't really at the races this weekend not at all excuse the pun yeah 
Hilarious. No, but he was standing at the bottom throughout the race and it's just, yeah, not great from Haas. Mm. Uh, well, not even Haas because Grosjean did fine. Grosjean yeah. performed to the car's ability. K-Mag hasn't had a great second half of the season. No. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. With his, When it was easy for him to beat his teammate, he was doing really well because his teammate was just putting in the wall every second race. True. But now that Grosjean's not doing that, he's really outperforming Kevin yeah, Kevin. to be fair, over the whole season, he has like significantly outscored Grosjean. And he only yeah, finished, sure, he finished one place behind him today. So, yeah. But Grosjean has been the stronger of the teammates for the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. da 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 Sexton is rugby, World Rugby Player of the Year. Oh. Yeah. Yay. And uh, Ireland is Team of the Year and Joe Schmidt is Coach of the Year. Breaking news. Breaking news. da 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 Lewis Hamilton is world champion. Ah, shit. <laughs> Interesting note from Q3. Grosjean had a really weird failure where his tyre sensors were... Oh, yeah. Like, his tyre sensors were all working. They were just reporting to the wrong tyre. <laughs> was so funny to me, yeah. His fronts were on the left and his rears were on the right. Like and his engineer tried to explain this over the radio and it's just like, just, just don't worry, man. Just drive, just, just drive, dude. Just feel it, man. Just feel it. <laughs> I was just that's the weirdest failure I think <laughs> so bizarre how, how does it like it obviously also wasn't a problem for any of the other runs because otherwise he'd have mentioned it yeah so it's only the, it's not like they opened up the car rewired it and put it back together yeah I never thought about it actually yeah that is really really bizarre there must have been some like miscategorization of the tires someone in the like must have just done like it's gotta be a software issue yeah no like someone must have um did some some weird setup of the tires so that then when it was reported to him it got confused with front right and rear left and mm. so it just but like it sounded like literally his board was rotated 90 degrees yeah yeah it's so so strange random um i, uh, I love, I, love <laughs> I just i just love the idea roma uh, turn your steering wheel back and now you can see it proper <laughs> <laughs> you are looking at it sideways <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that happened. So yeah, um, Grosjean, despite having busted tire sensors, uh, finished his best of the rest in Q three. Pretty good job. Leclerc was next to him, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes. And then Hamilton outpaced Valtteri by you know some margin. It wasn't actually close in the end. It was a pretty boring Q three at the end of it. Seb beat Kimi. Danny beat Max. Two by two by two. Yeah. Noah's Ark. Crap. And Pre- pretty dull, but Avatar is a pretty dull weekend. Yeah, and it honestly, as far as I'm concerned, set the pace for the rest of the weekend. So let's get to the race. And I will do a full disclosure. Remember when you fell asleep during a race? Oh, no. I fell asleep during the race. However, I had it recorded. You literally fell asleep. I fell asleep. In the middle of the day. I fell asleep in on lap 25. Wow. I was just so bored. I thought it was quite a good race. Like no. it, was, it was a decent race. So little happened. 
No. Ah, there was some I, sorry, I was I was not fully asleep. I was dozing. I was missing details. Okay. So I went back and watched it again for details. But like I didn't fall flat out of sleep. But yeah, um, I found the race really tedious. <laughs> okay, I'll ask the age old question. Mm-hmm. What lap did you look at Twitter? I didn't. I skipped Twitter. I was trying yes. to stay focused on the race. Because you were tired? Because I was, you know, finding it boring and wearing me down. And I was just like, no, don't, don't, don't skip, don't go look at Twitter. Try to focus on the race. Try to power through. No. But Twitter can make the race funner. Yeah, probably can. Probably should have looked at Twitter, to be honest, in hindsight. Doesn't, in fairness, it doesn't help that I was tired. But that's not important. Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought it was a decent race. It okay. was like it was like a average race. Oh, yeah. It was better than in the average Abu Dhabi race. <sighs> yeah, well I mean that's setting the bar. But sorry, one one interesting thing that did happen. Uh Lewis showed up. That happens every race this year, but okay. You know what I mean. As did Sebastian Vettel, as, as did Max Verstappen, as did Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, you know Matthew what I Bonas, mean, though. As did Carlos Sainz Jr., as did Charles Leclerc, as did Sergio Perez, as did Roman Grosjean, as did Kevin Magnussen, as did Fernando Alonso, as did Brendan Hartley, as did Lance Stroll, as did, Sta- uh, da, 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 as did Stoffel Van Dorn. Damn it, I have to start all over again because of one mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's what should happen right as now. As did Sergio no. Sorek and Pierre Gasly, yes, Mar- uh, Marcus Ericsson, Kimi Räikkönen, and Nico Hulkenberg. There we go. For all the good that it did, Hulkenberg, yeah. On a serious note, Lewis showed up. I think Hulkenberg was on a bit of a roll today. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. That's the problem. If you're sorry, you wouldn't do these things. Lewis showed up. Go with me here. Okay, Lewis showed up. Sure, go on. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's oh, you unusual. Mean, you, uh, like, he, sure. actually, he actually tried. I mean, it was kind of... It was hilarious while, uh, listening to Sky after the race where they were so no it wasn't sky it was channel four um after the race where they were saying oh people used to say that lewis couldn't perform after after he won the championship and that was obviously nonsense i was like no one ever said that no one has ever said lewis can't perform once he's won they said that he chose not to (laughs) they said that he went to sleep and stopped caring no one ever said he couldn't quite clearly he can honestly i i think i don't i don't even think he did show up I think he was just in such a dominant car, and his teammate was. We'll get to that. Um, as he just he didn't he didn't even need to show up. He just won the race without giving a, a crap. Yeah, true, true. Well, let's let's not skip to that. Let's stick with Hulkenberg, who was on a roll this week. You're so funny. Bedumptish. Scary looking crash. I'm not going to say scary because I don't think it was scary. I put the heart in the mouth for a second. Um, <laughs> it was it was a touch concerning. Yeah. You don't think it was scary, though? No, because it was low velocity. It was... The, the car did be, it performed as it should. The wheels detached. Or the one wheel that was under stress detached, but did not um, go wild and, you know, swing around the place that it could hurt him. Um, he was within the safety cell. The radio message went in to check that he was okay. He was. The barriers did what they were meant to do. They crumpled and stopped him. And caught him and stopped him from doing anything worse. The ambulance was there immediately, or the medical car, whatever you want to call it. Like, within 20 seconds. It was impressively quick. Lap one, yeah. The the marshals were there extinguishing whatever fire there may or may not have been very, very quick. That, I It all went yeah. exactly the way it was meant to. It was a low-velocity crash that was 
made worse because it was tire to tire with enough contact that it launched one of the tires that can happen it's rare but it does happen and yeah um no neither driver was at fault um I right. would say. yeah it was a racing incident the only one concern was when you saw some flames coming out the back that was like a yeah that was like a oh shit this is exactly the one disadvantage to having a halo is mm. that he can't get out of the car now and he's upside down and he's got to wait to be turned over to get out and this car is now on fire mm-hmm. but marshall's handled it well it just it was an oh shit moment for a few seconds though i mean i don't know i mean charlie's already said no the halo didn't stop anything i don't know maybe it did maybe it didn't Maybe the reason he didn't get out was he was told, no, 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 the fire is taken care of. We just don't want you undoing your belt in case you've got a neck injury and you land on your neck. Maybe that's it. it would, yeah, it would be protocol for them to not. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the same day as we, we had this, um, we had, what's his name? Oh, that, that British driver who's lost his legs but is... Billy is, Munger. Billy Munger. We had Billy Munger doing a halo test earlier today yeah an extraction test with the halo yeah yeah and it went fine so you know let's let's not jump at this is a flow with the halo considering how many times this season we said christ the halo has saved lives this is brilliant to be clear it is a flaw with the halo but it's a it's an established compromise that is being willing that you're willing to take yeah sure yeah so that happened hulk walks away just fine yep um hanging like a cow (laughs) having hung like a cow which i thought was the weirdest the weirdest phrase ever. I don't know. Maybe that's a phrase in in German. and He's just complimenting himself. He's well endowed. First Seb, now Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Real impressive. <laughs> we all knew it about Formula One, but you know. Anyway. There's uh, a reason he's called the Hulk. <laughs> yep, that's that's the joke. Well done. You found it. <laughs> Safety car is in after lap four. Brennan Hartley pits, tries to go on soft, so there's uh, super soft till the end. I don't actually, I didn't notice. Did he make it? I, I think he did. He didn't score any points. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I think he went to the end. It was a, I mean, it was a bold choice, but I don't blame him for it. It was the only way he was going to score points. Yeah, it was worth the gamble. Um, But yeah, not much. Like, it was fair play. And then they got a virtual safety car, which helped them a little bit. Yes. And also the fact that Supersofts could probably go, like, 600 race distances in Abu Dhabi so true off the line Max has an absolutely atrocious start not his fault not his fault but really atrocious and then lap 5 when the safety car comes back the same problem re-emerges and it was amazing to see him suddenly find that pace and like 10 seconds later hear the radio message failed what was it Charlie 3 or something like that yeah and it was just like wow amazing You, you, you failed that one thing one sensor, yeah. Crazy. Actually, it's the it's a very similar problem to remember a few races ago. I don't think it was Singapore, but remember when Max had some serious engine problems for a whole race, mm. uh, and he was yeah. chugging and all. It there seems to be something inherent in the Renault engine where uh, it's crap. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, I uh, bad, bad cough, bad cough, yeah. um, a Freudian cough. Um, <laughs> I. There seems to be some weird inherent issue where at low revs, because at that time they were talking about what what are they going to do behind the safety car when they had that problem, and as well in the, in the pit lane. There's something in that Renault engine where it's slightly susceptible to stalling at low revs. Mad. And it has some sort of fail-safe that was initiated off the start today. And I don't know what it is, but there's some, some inherent little, little gremlin in that system. And came back after... Yeah. 
couple of laps. So yeah, I mean, good, good that he got it failed and good that he was able to do the rest of the race without it. And he was able to come back you know, with, with some help thanks to the VSC, which comes out in lap seven when Kimi Raikkonen just stops on the start-finish straight. Who? Uh, sorry, Rumi Kaikinen. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know who you were talking about. Thanks. God, me and my funny word names for the drivers. Excuse me. So Rumi is, um, I don't know, his engine just gave out in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually, I don't know if you're aware of this, they did a mid-season, sorry, end-of-season change for a Renault engine in that Ferrari. <laughs> that was a joke, sorry. I, I t- yeah, it was a complete... So, I'm, I'm so used to you telling me interesting facts about the engines <laughs> and like, oh, this is what really interesting... <laughs> Piece of information determined the crash. Oh no, they swapped for a Renault. I was like, what? it was such a, it was such a Renault. Like, just engine turns off. It, it was, was yeah. it was. And actually, it's while the onboard camera just freezing. It's like, oh, the power went down in a big way. Okay, fair enough. Oh, actually, yeah. Did you see the I, I this super irrelevant fact that I was interested in was it was definitely an ERS failure because the red light stayed up above his mm, head. Yeah, yeah. It did not go off the whole time. That red light means do not touch that car because yeah. you will die. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have to get their, their marigold gloves on and, and yeah. push. Like, yeah, so it's, there was, it, that car was not safe. Yeah, and then considering how very not safe it was, they got it off in great time. Very impressive. Yeah, and also didn't get in the way of Lewis doing his pit stop. Yeah, it was. It was. I. I thought that should be a safety car. Like, yeah, I think they managed. Theme of this race, damn marshals, good job. Damn Daniel, sorry. Back at it again with the quick as vehicle recoveries. That would have been good if you didn't stumble. <laughs> if I didn't flub. Yeah. Damn Daniel, back at it again with the quick ass vehicle recoveries. You think I'm gonna edit that one? In? I'm really praying. <laughs> VSC ends lap eight. Uh, after Lewis has gone in for his supers, as has Grosjean which worked, and Leclerc, which really didn't. Leclerc got so unlucky, because he was running high and then coming out into really bad traffic. And it was, it was almost the right call. Did it make any difference? It did. Did, did Sainz beat him because of that? Or was the Renault just faster? He lost so much time. I mean, he, he did, but I think he probably didn't lose any position. Like, at the time, it was like, damn, that screwed him. But I don't think it mattered when it all came to I all. don't know because he's better on track than he is in quali that's hard to argue with I'm sure if you say so I, I, or I, I, th- I don't I w- stalk him but like <laughs> I would say that his performances on track are better he, he's, he's more of a track driver than a quali driver okay so whatever he qualifies he will hope to keep on keep a hold of he, he definitely could have done he, he could have had the best of the rest today maybe comfortably uh, or sorry or at least fought for it um, if he hadn't been spent, if he hadn't spent, you know, probably the guts of twenty seconds in traffic. Maybe I'm not convinced, but maybe. Anywho, all of that is, if but when, um, what's the what's the phrase? Woulda, but shoulda, woulda, coulda. There you go. You got there eventually. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I can't talk. <laughs> I speak uh, English good. Indeed. So yeah, Lewis, Crowshaw, and Leclerc. All on, all in during the virtual safety car, which barely existed, for their supers, which was great. Um, the only thing I'm wondering about is why Lewis and not Valtteri. I know Lewis is out front, but I mean, if Mark are talking about and have been talking of, oh yeah, we'll give Valtteri this race. They never said they would. Everyone yeah. just said Lewis maybe they talking. Yeah, well, they, they, that was their opportunity to do and, it, and, and they, they didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Told you they wouldn't. You did. I did. When was the Ocon Verstappen battle? 
That was previously. That was before the yeah. BSC. That was a good battle. They had they battled like a, twice or three times. It was a decent battle, but I, I mean, like, it was never close. It was always, I, it was always gonna be battle. Verstappen. There was like some solid contact and everything. Like there was, but it was wheel to wheel, and it was Verstappen gave him a fairly big punt. I gave him a love tap. Oh, now come on! If that's a love tap, Jesus Christ! I don't want to see what you're like on a Saturday night. <laughs> um, no, I. It was a. I to my mind that was a perfectly fine move. Really? Yeah. I thought that was incredibly rude, but like I don't know. I, I, I would let it go, but barely. I wouldn't even call it let it go. He got himself level through the apex, pulled ahead, and then he closed off the track. He opened up the steering. I would argue he just used Ocon as a as a brake, but like I uh, like the the contact was minimal, and in fairness, there was more swerve out of Ocon than there was actual contact. I I just thought it was very rude. It was clearly personal. Yeah, of course it's personal, but like that doesn't stop the fact that it was a good race move. Like, I I think it's passable, but like and it I was think good. I think it's not in intensely different to Vettel's move up the inside of Lewis in Austria. Earlier in the season, where Vettel comes up the inside on the right hand side and just textbook gets him on the apex and opens the steering and just leaves leaves Lewis no way of coming back and away he goes, gets him the traction nice and early. Sure. Um, I think it's almost exactly the same. The only difference is there was some contact on the front and the on the front right to front left. And I'm not saying oh I hate Esteban Ocon and he's just trying to make my friend Lewis or my friend Max look bad. That's that's not what I'm saying. Your friend Lewis. Sorry? Yeah, there, there's, there's a, another Freudian slip. Not, not even a Freudian slip. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying not that he made contact, and Ocon, in reacting to that contact and trying to make sure that he didn't spin, reacted by pushing by pulling his car well away. Like, more of that movement in Ocon's car was... You've got me saying Ocon the same way you do now. I say Ocon, but you say Ocon, and now I'm saying Ocon. You're welcome. Um, more of the movement in Ocon's car... Is due to Akon turning away. Akon? Yeah, Akon. Esteban Akon. He's one of the drivers for Force India. Esteban Akon? No, no, Akon. Oh, is he a replacement when they became a new team? They got a new driver? Sure, whatever makes you sleep at night. Okay. What language did you learn in school? Espanol. Yeah. And English. Yeah. And Irish. Yeah. Where is Esteban from? And applied maths. Where is Esteban from? He's from France. Yeah. What language do they speak in France? English. And? French. Yeah. What language did I do in school? English. And? Irish. And? French. Yeah. <laughs> Esteban Ocon. But his father is Spanish. Ocon. So. Il s'appelle Esteban Ocon. Me llamo Rion. I don't know. The race seemed to follow a formula from that point on. And it was like, okay, Lewis is going to win. What formula do you think it followed? Lewis is going to win. Oh. Formula One. There you go. There you go. Um, Lewis is going to win Valtteri is going to find a way to mess it up Um, Vettel will be second and it will be a choice between Max and Daniel for third yeah I mean the only interesting thing to me was there there were people saying oh there's no way that they'll let Daniel fight Max and I was like I don't know I think think they would have I think they absolutely would have yeah I, I, I think People who are saying, oh, no, they're going to opt for their, their driver who they're keeping. I think that's not understanding Red Bull as a, as a team philosophy. I think even when they, it was in their interest to 
tell them to stop fighting. They didn't tell them to stop fighting. They told them to cool it down, but they didn't tell them to stop racing each other, ever. They did absolutely leave him hanging with their strategy, though. Yeah. Like, he was the lead car, and he got the worst strategy. He did, kind of. I, I can see what they were trying to do. Yeah. Say he'd managed to eke it out and ke- keep the pace <clears throat> decent for another five laps, even. Maybe ten. Put him on hypers, and he can rip up the track. Yeah, but, like... But, I mean, the alternative is... They, they pitted Max because he was on hypers, and there was nothing else. His tires were about to fall off the cliff. Fine. Fair enough. And um, so that's his optimal strategy. <clears throat> I don't know if they were looking at Daniel Ricciardo's optimal strategy as trying to beat Max, or if they were looking at it as, there is a chance here, because we've got good race pace, as we saw on Friday and Saturday. There is a chance here we could maybe compete with the Ferraris, with Vettel, if we're in the right position with tyres. And there's no way you're going to do that in a Red Bull if you're just matching Vettel's tyre strategy. Vettel pits lap 18, it's not till lap 33 when Ricardo comes in. It ends up being bad. It ends up being a very bad strategy. I'm not arguing <coughs> with that. But I kind of see what they were aiming at. It was a Hail Mary pass, basically. Yeah. But, but they re- I, th- I think they, gave, they did that Hail Mary pass because they wanted to give him that podium. I suppose. And it, like, was, it was not unreasonable to presume that without t- overtaking Vettel, he would not get that podium. But, yeah, but in doing that, it turns out that they actually would have gotten the podium otherwise if they, if they, ha- if they didn't do it, like... But hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. When you're making that strategy at the start of the race, yeah. If you're making a strategy to beat Max, you're making a strategy <laughs> for fifth, not for third. Just so happens that Valtteri Bottas is not a good driver. That's and untrue. But and uh, Remy Kaikinen's Ke- engine, or as I prefer to call him, Kimi Raikkonen. I know I'm out there. It's, it's such a weird name for him, but I'm gonna stick with it. So live with it. Two things I thought were interesting. One, oh my God, it rained in Abu Dhabi. I know. But it didn't that really was rain. wild. It, it was like it, it didn't change anything. It kept me interested because it was like, oh my god, please rain! Oh my god, please rain! But it it just was never going to get heavy enough. But I don't know. It provided a fleeting hope. Yeah, for, for like suppose. ten laps. I didn't really hold that hope. I was looking at the weather radar and it was like a tiny patch of blue passing somewhere near the track, and I was like, yeah, I see why we're excited about this in Abu Dhabi. Sure. But I'm not excited about this. I was trying to get hyped. The other thing I was very interested in, being the last race of the season, everyone was on really worn out donkeys with no beans left. I know. That was so bad. I, I get why the midfield didn't swap out their engines. Why didn't Lewis Hamilton swap out his engine? Well, it played off. It, yeah, it did. He won the race because of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he could have won the race with it, with stretching an engine. Taking a 10 place penalty? You think he would have beaten Vettel, Verstappen, yeah. Ricardo? Yeah. No, had. Consider how much pace he was losing by having a worn out engine nah, and trying nah. to and trying to baby at home. Nah. He could have ripped the track up. Nah, track position is too important. I don't know. I feel like he could have done it. He could have beaten Bottas. It's an indictment on Bottas more than anything. He could have also beaten Sergei Sorokin. I mean, I don't know, our man Sergei. <laughs> so Dri- what a driver of the year. What a lad. Moving on. We had five DNFs. Yeah. One, of, one of them was Hulk. The rest were all uh, mechanical issues. We had Remy Kaikinen. Remy Kaikinen, engine issue. ERS, electrical power yeah. unit issue, yeah. Yeah, and quite a, quite a bad one. Yeah. Um, then we had... Who who, fin- who did Phil finish next? Marcus. 
Yes, that's right, Marcus, with big old smoky engine. That was just... Oily bits go bang bang. Oily bits go bang bang. Yeah. Speaking of oil, um, Esteban, leaking oil all over the track. Uh, was he? Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah big, shiny, uh, yeah. right rear tyre. White, white rear. White rear. Yeah. Right rear tyre. And then stopping in the pit lane. Again, well done to the marshals. Yes. That was impressive, getting him out of the pit lane. Um, finding a jack, putting him on the dolly and rolling him. Who's Jack? Uh, you know, the really strong guy. Oh, I see. Are all strong guys called Jack? No, it's a nickname for strong guys. Oh. That's where we get the name Hijack. Oh, I see. Thank you. And That's not true. Do you know where the name Hijack comes from? No. Um, it was car robberies in New York in the 20s. Say more. So, New York in the 20s, um, sorry, not in the 20s, in the late 20s, early 30s, um, the Depression's hit. And so people have made a career out of robbing cars. It's the only way they can survive. And so they will jump in the car with a gun and say to the driver, hi, Jack. Because huh. Jack is just a common name. It's like, hey, Jack, got your car. That and one that, that's, that became hijacking. Okay. And then, and, then, and then the name Jack was born from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's precisely correct. Okay. Uh, Esteban Ocon becomes an oily boy. And shortly thereafter, Pierre Gasly becomes a real oily boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Gasly was was so oily that he was like getting other people oily. Yeah, yeah. Max Verstappen complaining, very, very annoyed on the uh, in the interview. Pretty rightly so. I mean, yeah, but he was just like, I had a Toro Rosso spilling oil all over me. It's like, yeah, okay, he wasn't trying to Max. To yeah, be fair, that's also your engine. You're staring at. <laughs> yeah, that's your engine next year. Enjoy it, baby. I. Oh. I, I uh, I thought that was pretty stupid from Gasly though to keep going. It was pretty it was, obvious. Oh god, yeah. I mean, he should have pulled off. He went immediately. For like, he went for like three quarters of a lap or yeah, something. I don't know if he was trying to get back to the pits, but I mean, no, he he should have pulled in immediately. Yeah. I was looking at the blue flags and being like, nope, wrong color, black and orange. <laughs> get him off. Yeah. yeah. Oily boys all over the place. Yeah. Um, lucky it didn't cause more of a trouble. Yeah, and then, trouble. and then and then Verstappen couldn't see a thing. Yeah, yeah, because he had used all his tear offs. Really? Yeah, he'd used all his tear offs going through traffic. And so, he literally couldn't see. So him. he hadn't didn't have any more tear offs to pull out. That's so, whew, so so like he was apparently literally asking the team on the radio to tell them when Daniel Ricciardo gets close if he was attacking because he couldn't see him in his mirrors. Like he, he was he was driving on a, a blurred like it was fog basically. He said, "That's but, wild." He ran out of tear offs. That's he shouldn't. He should have always have one spare tear off. Basically, is the rule he learned today. Which wow. actually, in the good cool, rule, good rule to learn. In the cool down room, like you know, they always do this talking around, and uh, they're him and Hamilton were talking about. It. I think Hamilton said, you know, that's why I always keep a spare tear off. Mm. So he learned that today. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's that's what you. That's the kind of thing you can only learn from years experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So that all happened. That's our DNFs. The cars just fell apart. Yeah. After Ricardo pits, Valtteri gives up places to both Verstappen and then Ricardo, lap 35-36. Who do we believe? Mm. Do we believe what we think is true? Which I guess we're probably both on the same page where we say Valtteri Bottas is now a broken man and had nothing and no will to fight left and was making mistakes because he was psychologically messed up for this race. Um, and that's why he gave it the places. Or do we believe Toto when he says there was something wrong with the right rear 
and we pitted him and it was obviously having performance issues. I don't know. Considering the number of times Toto has thrown Valtteri under the bus this season, I'm inclined to be like, huh, maybe it's true this time. But also, the other story is compelling. I seriously, seriously hope there was something wrong with Bottas' car. Because watching that, I was feeling physical pain for him. I was like, this is this is disgusting. Because he was just... He was he was a broken man. That's the best. Like if if that car is in perfect condition, that is not a Formula One driver driving it. Valtteri doesn't lock up that often. That's one thing worth noting. I uh, genu- and, and both places were given up at the end of the first straight at a lockup. I was waiting. He doesn't lock up. I was waiting and waiting for the radio message from Tony Ross saying you know something you know you, whatever something's wrong. I was wait. I was like, why hasn't this come yet? Yeah. It just looked like something had to be wrong with that car. There was something seriously wrong in they the system. They said it afterwards, but that that that's he, why we're kind of sitting here thinking: yeah. Is this a cover up? Is Merck trying to cover? They're just covering. To be fair, I don't know. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe Merck would do that because they don't care about Bottas that much. That's not true. Though it is not I, true. It is true. I think they're. I I hope, and I think, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that there was probably something wrong with the car. But they didn't know what it was. It was very much an undiagnosed issue. So undiagnosed meaning was it a, was it a driver or a car? Mm. You know, in, in all aspects. But there was something wrong with the system, either driver or car. And w- I think to be fair, when he pitted, um, he got the pace back. He, he, had he, the he pace. definitely didn't lose anything. So it could have just been like the right rear could have just been something wrong with that wheel or something. There could be something there, but it was it was peculiar. And it's worth at least acknowledging that at the start of the season this is this would not be uncharacteristic at the start of the season like he was doing fine and then had a horrific a horrific look and then did fine after that bit of horrific look but it was all lost at that point i hope it was a car issue i know um channel four rightly ripped into him like sorry i say rightly as in in a, in a big way not as in they were quite right to they absolutely ripped into him and they had Toto on. And it was kind of awkward because Susie was standing there trying to defend him and trying to be like, oh, maybe he's not that bad. Um, and then they had Toto and Susie was like, full warning, these guys are out for plot. I think it was a, a mechanical issue upon reading. Okay. It was not a major mechanical issue, but it sounds to me like there was some serious vibrations in the tyres, what they said, mm. in the rear right. And there was some strange braking behaviour. So I think yeah, I something mean, to... say that way, and in that he wasn't braking. Yeah, I think there was probably some sort of... The brake might have glazed or something. There was something slightly wrong with the brakes that was, you know, losing in performance that caused the lockups. So the I brake might have glazed. I'm willing to go with, with the mechanic. Like, like a good creme brulee, glazed. Do you know what glazing means? I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm going to guess here, that it means that exceptionally high temperatures, the crystalline structure of a carbon on the outside of the brake disc forms a different, um, less frictionate surface that therefore means that the brake doesn't grip. Okay. If you repeat that exact thing, except say at cold temperatures instead of high temperatures, you're exactly right. I'm out. <laughs> this is my absolute best moment. I am, woohoo! <laughs> yes! High five. I don't know, but I, 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 I identified something. Granted, the term glazing was a bit of a giveaway. It's cold temperatures, not high temperatures. Uh, temperature. Yep. 
Fair enough. But like maybe something or a partially glazed. I, there was some break issue. I'm willing cool. to willing to go with. Bot has his problems were so bad this year. This is gonna be a bad joke. No, it's not actually a joke. It's actually a, a news a news piece from th- this evening. This is like a your mama is so fat that uh, <laughs> his problems were so bad. Yeah, that his race engineer is leaving the team. You're not serious. No, it's it's Tony Ross is getting a promotion to Formula E chief race engineer. Oof, that's not a promotion. Which is up and sideways. <laughs> if he if he had that position in Formula One, that would be exactly one step up. But it's up and sideways, so he's probably getting a bigger paycheck. Fair enough. But and yeah. and less depressing news to deliver. Honestly, uh, that well, really... actually no, but as much depressing news to deliver. Hi, you're in a Formula E car. Your <laughs> career didn't span to get you a real car. Oh wow! Stop on door, and it's gonna be he's one of the two drivers. So. Yeah, well, uh, for HWA, but yeah, he's gonna be chief. Um, HWA or Merck? HWA are an affiliate of Merck. Really? Uh, huh. Merck officially entered. They're under the HWA thing now, but then Merck take over next year. Yeah. Uh, it's some weird. I don't know. And Toto Wolf couldn't find the money to get Esteban Ocon a drive, but it's everyone else's fault, not his. Just saying. Well, actually, a lot of it is politics where people didn't like Toto, so they said we're not going to. Yeah, well, they don't like Toto because he spends his entire time shitting on everyone else. No, because he has so much power in the paddock now. Shits on everyone else. Him and Maurizio basically like are. Could do it for more money. They're teaming up and like. Do it for more money. money he needs everything. to understand that politics is about being disliked for having so much power and therefore you spend more money. Yeah. <laughs> being powerful is expensive. So goodbye, Tony Ross. I'm going to miss you on the radio. Yeah, he's a good guy. He was Nico's race engineer. and yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. He did a good job. Not, he's no Bono, though. I, well, I don't know who's getting his job, though. I might have to apply. There was no changing in the Constructors' Championship. Uh, no, despite, you know, all the racing in the midfield that was actually decent racing at times. Yeah, there was, like, opportunities for maybe an outside chance for Force India to get McLaren. But really, bigger chances were Cyber to get Force India, Toro Rosso to get Cyber. Mm-hmm. They, they, those those three, seven, eight, and nine were, were, uh, were all up for grabs mm-hmm. today. And they all stayed the same. Indeed. Signs is best the rest. That was good. Uh, Leclerc beating Perez by four tenths. That was really cool. Mm. We don't see that that often. No. That was cool. Um, for for seventh place, so great job. Um, but those are all, in fairness, all people who had good races. And Grosjean, to be honest, uh, had a better race than his position says. He did better than Pinot. Like he was consistent through the race. I don't know what happened, but I didn't at any point see him give up a place and go oh that was that was bad racing everything i saw from him was like oh good job but also he ended up three places back from best of the rest don't know maybe Jahas just didn't have the pace i don't know well i mean that's that's easy to believe because he's right beside his teammate mm. and his teammate was nowhere in quality so that has to be the issue yeah, clearly yeah get out nando finishes his last race in 11th with that sassy message just try for one more point nando try for one more point Mate, I have 1,800 points. Make it 1,801, just for me. <laughs> it was a good It was a good response from an engineer who's taken a lot of crap from Fernando yes. over the last couple of months. Big shout out to Will Joseph. Yeah. What a man. Though, actually, it would have been to make it, apparently, 
according to Crafty, it would have been to yeah. make it 1,900 points. Yeah, on the dot, that would have been nice. <laughs> Such a nice... <laughs> if, if he had said that to him, I think Mando would have gone after it. In fairness, he did pick the pace. And the rest of the grid just really aren't worth mentioning. I'm sorry, Brendan Hartley. You're not a great driver. All right. He's fine. It's better than me. You're fine. He's a WEC champion. Yeah. Lance Stroll. Not a WEC champion. Stafford Van Dorn. Raced. And Sergius Rockin raced. Oh, Van Dorn had some good moves. He did, He had that three wide. Like, fair play to him. He had his elbows out. Yeah. He um, he did some really good defensive driving in the first couple of laps. Yeah. And then... It was impressive. Sergei bringing up the rear. Sorry, it wasn't the early laps. It was the mid-laps. Yeah. 30s. Before he hit it. Yeah, and then that was it. And then... And then that was it. And then we had a nice send-off, Fernando. Yeah, it was very That nice. was really sweet. Yeah, the the donuts. I was all emotional. Yeah, it was with, actually a really nice touch. With the three of them, like, the, the two world champions giving their predecessor world champion a nice guard of honour around the track. That was nice. And then, then donuts. Mm-hmm. It was wild how many goodbyes there were this week. Yeah, there were so many. Like... How many drivers are we losing? We're losing Nando, and that's beyond... Like, the rest of them are, you know, small by comparison. But fair enough. We're losing Ericsson. We're losing Van Dorn. We're losing Sorotkin. We're losing Ocon for at least a year. Mm -hmm. Officially, we're losing Ocon. Yeah, we are. Anyone else? Did you say Hartley? I didn't say Hartley. We're losing Hartley. And we might be losing Stroll. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, nothing's confirmed. Yeah. So Uh, we're losing six drivers. We're losing six drivers. Wild. That's a lot of like it's last a year. A lot of turnover. Last year there was barely any turnover, yeah. and it was all leading up to this year. Then there's and a, and then there's so also many. the only championship in which every driver who started the season finishes uh, competes in every single race. The only championship where there were no driver changes. Full stop. Mm-hmm. If you ignore the Force India new team, old team, everybody And you team. ignore, you know, drivers doing um, FP1 and FP2 runs. Oh, yeah, no, the FP1 runs don't count. Yeah. yeah. And um, the only championship in which every driver scored a point. And, and it can only be one point because Sergei and his singular point. But... Say more. <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> only two of the ten teams keeping the same lineup. Yeah, Merck Those and Those are Haas. being Merck and Haas. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. There's a lot of goodbyes. Um, a lot of people moving. And some would say that Ocon will be in for Bottas. Not, not too long. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in a few months. That's, that's got to be a question for... I have to assume Bottas starts in Melbourne. Yeah, no, he will, to be fair. I mean, but, there's throwing people under the bus and then there's that. But Ocon's going to be sitting there, sitting in the garage, he just is. watching him, just licking his lips, just saying, here, lad. Yeah. <laughs> So, driver of the day. My driver of El Dio is Fernando Alonso, just because. Yeah, fair. I voted for Fernando <laughs> because, like, I wanted to vote for Sergey because there was a whole Reddit campaign to make Sergey, Sergey driver of the day for the last race, but no. My heart just said no. And we all know my heart will go on, so... <laughs> such a random reference but okay 
Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I, I just don't know who I want driver of the day to be. You could S- Lewis okay. was fine. Seb was fine. Max did well considering his engine messed up on him. You could give fault. it to Charlie for that just excellent duck at the F2 race start. Did you see that? I didn't see that at all. Okay, there was a big incident off the grid and he... Really, There's a video of him ducking in the in the race. That's a bit of the start. Debris goes over him. Yeah, there probably wasn't any debris, but yeah, there was debris flying. Deborah can fly now. She can. All of them can. <laughs> all all four of them. So your driver of the day is. Sergei I guess. I guess it's. You know what? I'll make you happy. Yeah, driver of the day is Sergei. No, yeah. wait, I've given it to Sergei before. Oh. No, never mind. Have you? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah in uh, Singapore. Uh, driver of the day is Sergei. Fernando Alonso. Oh, okay. Because, you know, I'm never going to get to do it again. But then, I mean, the same <laughs> argument could be made for Marcus Ericsson. Or Sergei Sorokin. Or Sergei Sorokin. <laughs> or yeah. Stoffel Van Dorn. Or Stoffel. Or Brendan Hartley. Or Brendan. Yeah, we get it. There's a lot of people leaving. <laughs> Or Tony Ross. Or Tony Ross, yeah. Or Rob Smedley. Or Rob Smedley. Well, no, we don't know where he's going. He'll be back. There's no way he won't be back. Or Mauricio Riva Benny, maybe. Oh. I doubt it. I, I, I don't believe that one. Rumor mill. Rumor mill, indeed. But hey, all of that is for next season. Which reminds me, Hugh should totally join us next season. But, you know, probably going to have some content coming out in the next while. Disgusting Sagu. Sagu. Just horrific. Uh, bring back the Sagus. We'll be around with the winter break. We'll have some other stuff. Well, I know we go around because <laughs> I know the sound. I know the sound of your heart. Dear God. Okay. <laughs> no, we we'll have a. That's a 1975 song. I know it's a 1975 song. This is not sponsored by the 1975. If they want to give us money, I will let you continue. Um, um, hey, did you know this? I like it when you sleep for you. You're so beautiful. Yeah, that's one way of it. I think maybe during the uh, winter break, we should make a podcast that is about a brief inquiry into online relationships. Kill me. Kill me now. Maybe we could make some music for cars. We're going to do some podcasts over the winter break. We're going to have season wrap up and our uh, very prestigious awards show. I'll be wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> no about Rian. I'll be dressed as a penguin. And we'll have a spot the difference poll on Twitter. Um, Is it just going to be looking at Robert Kubica in two pictures? Yeah, it'll spot be the difference exact. poll. He's Polish, so he gets a joke. Hey, hey, hey there it to is. Be said. <laughs> but we'll we'll be around. We're not going anywhere, even if Formula One is for a couple of months. But you know, it'll be back 2019, as will we. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, stick around. We'll have some stuff for you. And if you want to get in contact, we have our Twitter page. Prion, what's our Twitter page? at F1 Foolcast thanks I wanted to involve you in the process now Thank you've been involved so we involved. also have our website f1foolcast.com if you want to get in contact at the website there's a contact us page or just email us or just email us at f1foolcast at gmail.com you can of course use our Facebook page but you shouldn't because we don't look at it right Ryan? we look at it we just don't like to admit it great now I've involved you and it's gone entirely against me I I've feel never so involved, involved. You again. I'm so involved right now. We'll see you in the next couple of weeks, probably, for season wrap-ups. And eventually, in 2019, what, 110 days away? 110 until FP1, yes. From when we're recording. If you're going to wake up at 3 in the morning to watch FP1. Cannot wait. Get hyped. I come from a land down under. It's Australia.
yeah, moving on. I, Thanks for listening. Do you know any of the other lyrics to that song? Where women something and men chunder. Oh, tell me more. I don't know anymore and I don't really want to know anymore. Have you ever given an Australian kiss? I don't know. Okay, we'll leave it there. We should cut that out. My name's Joe Malloy. You know what an Australian kiss is? His name's Ryan McDonald. He it's, still doesn't sign off. It's like a French kiss, except... <laughs> with an Australian kiss. We'll see you whenever we're back. Mwah. is the fact that you know the the drivers took full advantage of that new FIA rule for Abu Dhabi did you see that one go on it's the one that says that every rule ceases to exist once the championships are both won oh say more yeah I mean Fernando Alonso just plowing through three chicanes in a row because why the hell not Oh, yeah. That was so stupid. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it was, but it was also really stupid. It's like, yeah, sure, you're going to get away with it. Totally. Yeah, you got 15 seconds worth of penalties. <laughs> like, it was five seconds for each one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're right. <laughs> I know, but just let him off. He's Nando. Yeah, in fairness, there probably was a bit of him going, what are they going to do about it? <laughs> He's going to give him a grid penalty from Melbourne. Oh no, they're going to take my super license away. <laughs> what will I do? There was Lewis stripping on the podium. Yeah, I thought that was a bit bizarre. I Don't get me wrong, incredibly hot. Oh uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like uh, considering uh, where he was and the fact that that's true. There was the That's very there's, there's already the very awkward. I mean, of all the stupid things F one does, and there are plenty. The champagne is one of my least favorite. Like I think that's just dumb. Really? Yeah, I still don't like it. I never did. Huh. But why? It, it just seems silly and wasteful. It's like champagne. Why? Just it's not actually champagne in Abu Dhabi. No, that's my point. Yeah. It's cringy enough to begin with, and then it gets more cringy in Abu Dhabi because where normally you've got the dumb music and you've got the same announcer every time. And now, the champagne! It's like, okay, cool. But in Abu Dhabi, it's, and now, the celebration! <laughs> That's cringy enough as it is at the Rose Water. But then you go, like, it, it feels to me, it's like, okay, this is a very conservative society and we're making it very obvious by the fact that it's not champagne. What should we do? Strip, strip. They're going to be <laughs> really into that. Let's do it. God, how is, sorry, how is Abu Dhabi going to handle it when they start getting women drivers in F1? Formula One is very strict about its podium policies, mm-hmm. so I was quite surprised to see that Hamilton. Is, but the only people who are allowed to be scantily clad are the pit girls. Of course, they have to be female to be scantily clad. Like that's an obvious thing in society, anyway. Yeah. Um, but just just throw in again how glad I am that they're gone. <laughs> gone. Quotation yeah, marks. Inverted commas. Um, but he he did actually try and like not show his front. He wanted to just show still I rise. That's what he wanted to do. Right. Which cool. 
with like if you look up to the rise and stuff you know, there's, there's stuff there we won't go on because i know you're just you love lewis so much yeah and i'll just you know get deep into it and um oh, say more i'm gonna go cry now Ugh, beer beer is my solution you may write me down in history but you're bitter twisted lies oh i don't care